How's that? Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Do you hear yourself now? I hear myself. Yes. Yeah. Tragic. I know. Trust me. Welcome to my everyday life. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> <laughs> No, my actual sister. Tragic. Uh, it's like one of those things that like unconditionally <laughs> I have to, but not in every moment. Well, in every moment. In I think it's in every moment. I don't, you don't have to like, like you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, I remember once I said that to mom about Matthew and she did not like that. I was like, I love Matthew. I don't like Matthew all the time. She's like, oh, how could you say that? Like, well, you know. Well, you don't like life. Matthew at all times. And exactly, that's what I meant. I was like, I don't always like Matthew. I always love Matthew. I don't always like Matthew. That's not true anymore. I know I usually always like Matthew. Yeah, that's definitely evolved. But he's evolved. Yeah. And so that's been a good thing. He's great. Great person. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Today is a struggle. <laughs> yeah, we know. We can tell. I can tell. I'm sitting across from you. <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. Well, I feel bad that you said you went home and you started coughing all night last night yeah that was just so annoying because i hadn't been yeah. and then and it's just that that like dry cough too where it's like Oof. a dry like chest cough so it mm-hmm. just and i feel bad too because i was afraid that it would wake up my roommate your new roommate yeah and that's so i was like because i was just really need to get you those soundproof yeah, I gotta get more. I gotta get more to put up on the yeah, back, and then like probably even like another sort of like thick, like just tapestry. I have all those extra blackout curtains that I still haven't returned, so I should just maybe use those. Yeah, those are thick. Mm-hmm. Those could probably work. Those are thick those with are two thick. C's. Those are some thick curtains, girl. Those are thick curtains. Oh, look at those curtains turn around. They're those so some thick. Thick, <laughs> those thick curtains, girl. Okay, um, well, should we yeah. kick it off right away into our highs and lows? Just see how it's going. How about that? Yeah, we got a few things up for you today. We'll start with our highs and lows as always. Then we're going to be um, talking about what everyone is talking about, which is obviously RuPaul's coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice drag input. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeta Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great uh, moments, great so, moments. So, yeah, we'll be getting into it today. Can't wait. Because, you know, we are people who are... Um, not infected. We are not infected with coronavirus, as far as we know, um, but we are affect- affected. affected, affected by it. Yeah. So as we'll be getting into else. that. Yeah, you know, talk about our struggles. Yeah. So, um, them. Kicking it off. I'll kick it off today with. Fine. S- <laughs> my God. <laughs> is this what it's going to be like the whole episode? Are you going to put these people through <laughs> it again? <laughs> Maybe. How much Don't I, I always? How much? Do I Isn't that <laughs> the point? And then when they come back, just to say I torture you. Oh, I annoy you. Uh-huh. Mm, <laughs> I come back because <laughs> you are supposedly your own personality that is not reflective solely of me <laughs> and how you interact <laughs> with me. Look at me trying to compliment <laughs> you. Okay. Anyway, we... Give me your high. What was your high for the week? Oh, you want me to start with my high? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say... Oh, you're low. I'm sorry. You can, you can choose <laughs> the order. <laughs> I don't mean to police you. <laughs> Um, okay, so hot. Oh, my little baby. Mm. Um, my high for the week would probably be the Saturday night party we had. Your little like yeah. Pisces birthday oh party. God, and also like your so birthday cute. in general. It was your birthday last week. We didn't even talk about it on the pod last week. Oh, I was that's about right. to be your was, birthday the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday belatedly. Thanks. Yeah, I, I had a really nice time 
going to uh, brunch with you the morning after, having the night with you on your birthday, watching some Shira, and then on Saturday we had the most fun little impromptu party yeah. for our friends. I mean, I think it was, you know, it was impromptu, but we had kind of said we would do roller disco and then it... There were plans to at least get together. Yeah, so people kind of knew the night was supposed to kind of be mm-hmm. like, oh, for a gathering. something. But yeah. then it just changed to like, I was, we were like, let's have a party at our... We said this at like six. Yeah, Like basically. to people. And then Larry and Aaron were immediately, immediately like, we're going to go to Costco to go get things for the party. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And then so like I made it my mission. Like I had to do some things back at the house. I like had to finish stretching and like doing some work for the baloney pitch trail, uh, trailer for the fundraising campaign and... So then I was like, I'm going to transform this room. I was like, if we're going to have a party. Like, it has to be special. Did. It looked beautiful. I know. I fucking killed it. And did. our room, like our living room is already really nice. But it, there have been, now I'm in the I'm in the phase of the house where we're like at 80%. And I've, little, I've settled at it being 80% mm-hmm. done. And then not thrown in like some of the finer details that I think make the thing into like this gorgeous home. Like I want to put things up on the walls and all this stuff. But I just wanted the room to feel extra special when we went up to Capricorn for Aaron's birthday a month and a half ago I got this like laser light bulb which is so fucking cool it's so fun yeah it just like shoots like little blue lasers onto the ceiling and it really makes like a party vibe in the room and then we just got like the lights exactly right I threw up a little few few extra fabrics we had another little moving light and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it felt like party room you know it it just was like it "Ah," really did came alive and Mm -hmm. then like I tried to make the kitchen so we didn't have to turn that awful overhead light on so that that was nice and people kept that up. And so it just was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I had to, you know, go, go. I had to go, go, go at Oasis for like an hour. And then you had to go, go, go. I had to go, 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 go. And then I I had planned, I had a friend up from LA and it's like a sexy friend. And I was like, oh, you can come over and we can hang out and party. And then he got like a little too drunk. So he came over and instead of like hanging out, we like went into my room. So I was like, oh, maybe I can sober you up a little bit. Or like he was just feeling a little overwhelmed to socialize by the time he got to the yeah over and I was just like okay and then we went in and we like kissed a little bit but then we like fell asleep in the bed <laughs> which was like not great and then I got up and I was like wait I want to keep partying so you have to go <laughs> but it was funny because then we were standing outside your bedroom and then I, I was talking to Larry and Aaron and I was like okay I'm taking bets I was like I was like are we gonna get our pee back at this party I was like or I was like or have we lost her for the rest of the night and then Larry's like I feel like there's a chance we could get her back. And Aaron's like, I don't know. That door is shut. I was just Everyone like, knows the rules. <laughs> and we were talking and we made the joke that we were, um, as the, as Andy and Jared Valentine, I being the official unofficial roommates yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, stay yeah. up the latest. And then we ranked everybody that we were like Larry's first runner up, Aaron is second runner up and you're dead last. For people who stay up the latest. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always the first to go to bed. Yeah, you're always like, bye bitch. Yeah, even when we like, but I, but in my defense, I have shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> on the weekends. No, I know. Like the, my relationship. Oh, yeah. To different. the weekends it's is different. different. Absolutely. Because like I, we were up. Okay. It's not a judgment. Uh, it's it's, it's just mainly just the cold, hard, hard shadow, shadow fix. fix. <laughs> These are the cold, hard shadow fix. And, um, shout out. And, uh. But this, but this one we stayed up till six because we also lost an hour. Yeah. But I came back out, got yep. back out, and I was like, I'm ready to keep going. Blah, blah, blah. And then like our neighbors came down, like our gay neighbors who we got into the apartment above us. So it ended up becoming this like, woo, like wow, we're really like going. Yeah. And we definitely, I stayed up later than I thought. But then I was like, bitch, it's six a.m. I was like, you over here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you have to get up, and I have to get up at least. At least two hours before yeah, I have to go to like a I, rehearsal because I cannot. You can't. Function I was like, I need the time to 
So I like got up. I like made myself breakfast. Like watched an episode of Shit's Creek. I was like, Jesus, I need my life to be in order. So that was good. And then, um, though I've had, and then my low of the week. So the high was like your birthday and the celebrations and friends. And then the low of the week has been I've had some mornings where I've just like have been feeling like I've been battling depression in a way which mm. I haven't really experienced in a while or in like this morning I was having a really hard time with it like I just I was like my alarm went off at seven and I was just like no yeah um and part of it was like because I was tired but like I don't know if it was like my dream had been stressful or something but I woke up and I was just like mm, mm. I feel very inadequate today mm. and so I kind of like laid in bed for an hour and then I just like made myself get up at eight you know I was like just get up Yep. And I did. And I was just like spending the morning like being like, uh, like I journaled about it and that helped. But, you know, it's funny because we're going to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. But the thing I kept coming back to was I was like comparing myself to these people who were like, succeeding in the show that I'm not even trying to succeed. Like it was just crazy. Something yeah. was happening in my brain where I was like, chick, 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 chick. These people are doing this thing that kind of in the realm of what you want to be doing. And I was like, you're not doing it. Chick, 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 chick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this crazy comparison? Like, I don't want to compare myself to like people who it's just like a different like a there's enough space for everyone b it's like I, it's not like i tried to get on the fucking show so it's this crazy thing yeah but you know what your brain does because it's like well enough and it's like just playing that comparison game of just being like you're not doing enough yeah absolutely. which is not true but you know can suddenly become like the truth and i feel better about it now like my day has kind of shaped up sometimes it's just you know i you know yeah, even you when i journaled i was funk. like i need to get up i was like i need to clean the apartment i need to do, do a few, something do yeah. some tasks to kind of get out of it and that helps yeah but I, you know i've just had like two or three mornings of just like that kind of yeah not like the optimism i am prone to yeah or just like the yes okay the day like let's get up and do it i've just been having a lot of i don't know i think there's also just because so much is about to like go down mm-hmm. like the next like week or t- i think i'm feeling a little like psychically stressed because like i'm really looking forward to taking this little trip to portland on thursday with my lover ethan and like that'll be really sweet for a few days but like you know i go up thursday and then i come back sunday morning and then i have baloney rehearsal from 12 to 5 and then on next tuesday i start rehearsal at act for rocky horror and then we open baloney and i also launched the crowdfunding campaign which i'm editing the video for and like producing and have to email people and create a mailing list and yeah there's just there's just like a lot riding and i'm like oh, i feel the psychic crush of the few days of being like mm-hmm. are you managing your time enough are you doing enough are you making it work are you like as much fun as we had on saturday i was like oh should i have stayed up that late right i could course. have like gone to bed gotten up done some of the things i needed to do so it's like i have enough time and i can do it all but there's just sometimes that pressure and then that feeling of yeah are you are you taking care of yourself enough in a way to do the things that you really want to do? And I think that's the thing where then like the RuPaul's comparison comes in. Cause you're like, well, those people did it, you right. know, but it's like, that's not fucking true. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like not yes. fucking true. Cause they're on a television show. You know what I mean? Like when you just, when you see the result of something where you're like, Oh, that would be something in the realm of what I'd like to do. You're just like, I'm not doing it. There's no hope. Stay in bed, you know, and yes, so yes. it's just like that kind of fight has been happening a little bit more recently. I, and I think it's just because of the underlying stress of everything, yeah, of course. But so I'm trying to like learn how to deal with that and make it manifest in like hap- happy ways. Like I even had the other night, like I redownloaded Grinder for like five seconds, and then I was like, "Do not do this! Like, what are you doing?" And like I stopped. Like I like I got it, and I was like, "Nope!" And I did not open it. Oh, but good I, for you. Yeah, yeah, it was just it's hard. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was because it was a moment of where I was like, I'm feeling lonely, you know? And then, oh, absolutely. So you like, I was like, and then I was like, this is not going to give you the satisfaction in the way you want it to. So like, don't do this, yep. you know? But it just, so, it, you know, we, we know when we grow and we learn and all that stuff, but that's yeah. kind of where my low has been in this kind of, I've, I've been more on like a swing of emotions versus mm-hmm. like, I'm generally pretty steady. Yeah. And so I think the swing I found like a little bit difficult where at times I've just been like, uh, so yeah, you know, absolutely. there we go. Yeah. And for you, my dear, my darling. Oh, sorry. I'm still waking up. Um, yeah. So I would say the high was definitely my birthday, which was super lovely. It was kind of funny. I really feel like it did sneak up on me in a way this year. Yeah, you definitely, I just wasn't. And I will say it wasn't like I was in, in the mood to like not party. I'm somebody, I love birthdays. I guess I just wasn't really feeling like the need to make it this big thing. Yeah. The last two years though, we've done something really like two years ago, I threw that birthday brunch and yeah, that was a big and that was, thing. Yeah. That was great. And then last year we had that big tri birthday. Yeah. Also fabulous. Kind of Loved similar it. in this way of like, but there was, you know, planning involved and things yes. we had to get and you took a really active role in planning that birthday. Mm-hmm. And this year you kind of. Yeah. It was just sort of like, you know, it fell on a, weekday and though it, and it was even funny like with people reaching out you know who also have like pisces birthdays so it said like oh do we want to do something joint i just sort of feeling like i didn't really know what i wanted to do for my birthday i felt like it would just sort of come together and then it did i felt like thursday was just nice to get to spend the afternoon with you and then low-key sushi and shira was just so lovely mm-hmm. and then yeah and then saturday turning into that sort of wonderful intimate kiki with everybody was just exactly what I wanted so it was kind of nice that it all just sort of manifested in its own way so that was really special just getting all that time with everybody I got a lot of really sweet messages from people that you know you get a lot of Facebook ones but then a lot of text messages from friends that I haven't spoken to in a while one of my favorite was actually this guy um, Emmanuel from Summer Dinner Theater who is at least maybe three years younger than me uh-huh. and we did hairspray together okay. and he was so he was younger i guess i don't know if he was actually technically in college because high schoolers could do summer dinner theater right if you were a senior i think maybe i think if you were going local, into college you were going into college he was just younger and i just remember we had a very funny relationship and yeah. he actually like he nicked me maybe like mom mm-hmm. and then i haven't seen him in years and then he just sent me this really beautiful message on facebook of just being like thank you for being so sweet to me yada yada back in my college and i was like oh it's like so nice when it's just i felt very special so i was really grateful for all the birthday love and yeah. sweet treats that i got from friends so it was just yeah it was a great uh week so that's my high and then my low kind of happened i had an interesting encounter with a guy on saturday at an after party that i went to and on friday on f- on Saturday, uh, Friday, sorry, yeah, yeah, Friday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everything's bleeding into one, I can't mm-hmm. remember. And it brought me to an interesting place. It brought me back to kind of like a memory of something that had happened in college. And it was great because I had therapy Saturday morning, so I really got to process it, and I'm feeling a lot better about it. But it's just an interesting narrative that I think a lot of people deal with when it comes to assault or just not quite assault when you feel uncomfortable in a situation but you're not saying anything and it was harassment yeah but it wasn't even 
Yeah, like harassment, but you know, it was uh, somebody flirting with me and mm-hmm. I was flirting back because I was into it and then they just got very touchy-feely very quickly and I was a little like out of it. Yeah. And I was in my head thinking, do I want this? I don't think I want this. And then was feeling pressure to kind of want it and didn't really know how to stop it. Mm-hmm. So luckily nothing happened because I had people looking out for me who then asked me the question, do you want this? Yeah. And I said, oh no, I don't. Um, and they were like, great, stay with us. And then somebody said something to him and then he ended up leaving. So okay. it all worked out, but it was just interesting that the next morning I was feeling really like icky about it sure. and not, and I was putting a lot of blame on myself and it brought me back to like a similar probably more aggressive like memory that happened with a guy in college and it was nice because then you know talking about it with my therapist she was like oh would you like to process that now Mm -hmm. and we did and it's just interesting how we can blame ourselves and I've so I've just kind of been going through that narrative in my head of being like well I should have said something or I shouldn't have put myself in a situation like that just the same thing that People always say, and then also not wanting to, yeah, and not wanting to bring it up because I was like, nothing really bad happened. I wasn't raped. I I don't feel like I was abused. It was just an uncomfortable situation. And it's so it's, I felt good processing it. I feel like I, I talked to a lot of people that day about it. My therapist, I called Emily with Jared Valentine. They had a really nice day of letting it go. And then it's funny when it comes back into your head later just still thinking about it. And I was like, wow, I really just need to like figure out how to let this go. Cause when it comes into my head, it's just that thing of like, Oh, I just shouldn't have let it happen. But then I'm like, but it did. And you know, so it's just a, yeah. And it sounds like in this opportunity, even though you, you were in this situation, I, it sounds like what, what is nice is that at least this man, when he was told by your friends, like she doesn't want that. He left. Yeah. So at least there was the level of being like once he was told to clear instruction, he followed it, which, you know, can often not happen. Yes. So maybe it was like in the situation, maybe if you felt like you were more of sound mind, you know, like you hadn't been out like partying a little bit, maybe you could have given that instruction and it could have actually been good. But, you know, you said you you didn't feel fully lucid and that's okay too. You know, you're just out at a party and doing what you're doing. And so that it just sounds like you know, the, the situation escalated quicker than you wanted. Yes. And then it, and it's when you get into that personal space and you were like, I don't really want this in my personal space so fast, like too much, too quickly. Yeah. And so it, and then it just feels overwhelming, psychically yeah. overwhelming. Even if you're like, I know that the man wasn't abusing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if you know the intentions aren't wicked or yeah. whatever, it still can be psychically jarring to be yeah. like, you're in my space too quickly. This is not, I'm, 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 in, I'm enjoying a little bit of this, but it's too much. So you have the right to feel that way. Yes. Of course, you're not incorrect in processing it yeah. in any way. Like, so I'm so glad that you had people to process that with. But yeah. it just, you know, it, it definitely is like a moment of, and the fa- it's a good moment that you could even say to your friends, like, no, I don't want this. Yes. You know, like being able to, once someone asked you, being like, no, like that you were able to be in touch with yourself yes. and really rec- recognize what you needed. To have that check-in, somebody just say like, is this okay? And then I could feel like it was like a question was asked because he was, yeah, it was just, it's like you said, it was a lot too quickly. And he, and he could have been on his own thing and, y- you right. know. And it's like, not that he, and that was the other thing I was like, I don't think he was completely sober, you know, like it, it is, it was just, it was a party setting and you're just going for it and 
everyone's kind of ramped up. So it was it was a lot really quickly and my brain was just definitely a lot slower. Yeah. So and that's and like it's okay and so it's, I'm glad that you had that moment to be uh, that that check-in moment and I'm glad that you were able to process it the next day. Yeah, cuz it definitely led to still like a wonderful evening with people. Like mm-hmm. that was the nice thing when I walked away from it as I was I look back at the evening still really fondly. I was like, there was just this brief moment where it's a little uncomfortable. I didn't really know how to work through it, but I had people looking out for me, mm-hmm. which I was super grateful for yeah. Two really wonderful women. And yeah, and I had a great time with them the rest of the night and it turned out to be just a really fabulous weekend. But yeah, it is just an interesting conversation to have in your head when you're, it is. It's just. It's so easy to go back to like that victim blaming. If I just I immediately did that the next day, saying it was my fault. I shouldn't have done this. I should have said that. And then to be able to talk to somebody and then say, well, like, w- if you could have done something differently, what would you want it to be? But do you see why? Like you, you know, you did everything that you could in your power. And yeah, and I was like, yeah. So yeah, feeling good about it now. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, happy birthday to you 28 and feeling great um i hope that this next year brings you lots of wonderful things me too welcome to your saturn returns it's gonna (laughs) be a real whirlwind of life i apologize in advance (laughs) don't worry i'm ready i've already seen it coming because it it starts around this time it's not like you know it's 20 it's around this time of your life where saturn is pushing back to where it was originally in your chart astrologically and this just is the the time like when I look back, we're not that far apart in age, you know, just two and a half years. But yeah, this is a time in life where that two and a half years is, uh, I, I think, pretty vast in the sense of like just how you evaluate your life. Because when I look at you now, I'm like, oh, I remember what it was like being 28. And that's 28, 27. Like it, it's not any different, but it just is enough. Like there's a, there was yeah. a, a level of. I, I hate to say like growing up. It's not growing up. It was more actively choosing where I want to go in life because I think you start to see the road ahead. Absolutely. In a way of, you know, your 20s are this freedom time after college and you've been under the rule of someone else for so long, generally for most people. Yeah. And so your 20s come in and you're like, oh God, there's so many roads ahead to explore i think for a lot of people they feel that particularly of our generation and how will i get there and there's a lot of like time is unlimited you know people who live into their 70s and 80s and so it doesn't feel like life is so short or yeah you feel like you have a lot of time and i think through your 20s you you get to explore and get to try and and get to be and just kind of do all that and then i think by the end you start to be like okay well i'm going into my 30s i feel like your body is changing you're feeling it react differently slow down in certain ways like you just like the it just changes you know in in the way humans are and so i think there becomes this like just reshifting and refocusing of okay now that i have life ahead of me how do i want it to look and so you start to just kind of reshift and reevaluate what you're doing and how you want to show up in the world and how you want the world to be and how you're going to interact with it right yeah uh going forward because you're like okay i'm really i for me at least it was like now i'm really building my life yeah when before i felt very much like i'm exploring and you know that's not true for everyone but i kind of see that in you a little bit yeah of like where you've landed and trying Mm -hmm. to like shift jobs and just the way of being like well okay i want to try something Mm -hmm. that i think could be 
a stable element in where I could grow, you yes. know, in a way where you're yeah. like, this could be something that I could do that I could like. And maybe it's not exactly that, but it's starting to dance around the edges of what it is you're trying to build. Yes. As, yeah. uh, as a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm excited. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of me too. Great. And so, um, speaking of your new job. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be on it because, uh, you haven't been able to go into the office. Yeah. And you're going to be filing temporarily for unemployment compensation because you have a part-time job at this office, Mm -hmm. which is closed. Closed. Due to coronavirus coronavirus yes come through COVID-19 exciting time to be alive yeah because you work at a uh, I work at an office uh, um, VC mm-hmm. um, venture capital startup investment place mm-hmm. a company yep uh, that is very internationally focused yeah a lot of offices all around a lot of people um, who work for the company constantly traveling, a lot of people for the startups constantly traveling. So Coming in from all we, parts of all the world. All parts of the world. And so, yeah, we were told last week that we would be closing down from like the 1st until the 16th. And then shortly after, a lot of other offices started doing the exact same thing. Like the family I work for in the mornings, the dad works for YouTube, mm-hmm. he's home. Um, a lot of other places are just shut down for a really long time and then we got that insane announcement on friday i guess morning from the san francisco health organization health department health department about all non-necessary community events should be canceled and it was just really funny because closed every government building they closed every government building and then it was really funny because i was going to purple disco machine that night at 1015 Folsom and I went maybe it won't be that crowded and then I looked at you and I was like should I go and you were like just don't make out with anybody on the dance floor and I was like not usually an issue for me ah! <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> not a problem I've had to face before not a problem I've can't had to imagine before. it's gonna pop up now yeah exactly and then um and then I went and that thing was so packed yep. sold out I went yeah nobody gives a fuck and yeah. everybody in here is going to get coronavirus because people were making out with each other right and left and I was just like hey I'm s- still not going to I noticed that on Saturday night coming back from Go Going on Oasis coming back to the apartment I was coming down 19th and going through the mission and you know that's when I have to go back past um, Beauty Bar mm-hmm. and I was like, nope, the heterosexuals are out. It was like a nightmare oh. palace of lifts and, and all the people oh, getting out yeah. of this like it, this corner. I was like, Jesus, they did not yeah. get the memo. Because we were all, uh, no, but I'm sure it was also mainly because everyone was already quarantined in their houses all week and not at the office. They were like, fuck, I got to let loose. Yeah, that, so I wanted to talk about it today because if you've been listening to the news, literally at all, it's all they can talk about. So you probably know plenty about what's going on and, you know, I, it's so we're not here to talk about necessarily the exact details of the spread of it all, which is already like, come on, like so many more people have it than we know. And it's not, it's, I just don't think it's that big a deal. Like this is what I want to talk about. Like I just, yeah. like it's this mass induced panic of this thing that yes, it is serious if you are of a certain age and if you have um, a compromised immune system and, or if you're around those populations, like you have to be careful about, becoming a carrier for it but it, it's like we there are already coronavirus strains in the world children uh, pretty much don't get sick for them because they already have many strains of coronavirus that they experience and so and they build up a good immunity to it and so we are the people who are most likely to carry it but 
we are also the people who are most likely to survive it. You know, our age group, yeah, our demographic, and like it's just something like the flu. It spreads around. Like it just goes through people, and it will kill you know a significant amount of people by the time it's through, and we get to some kind of vaccine for it. You know, in a year or so, but. Right now, it just feels like sut because it's new and it, it feels scary. And I think because of the the globalization of the world right now, how China shut down and that's affect the economy. And then th- like the way people react to it, it suddenly becomes this like halting crush of 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 news and and this panic feels around the world where it's like because our world is so go 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 all the time this thing is making us slow down and reflect and, and be like, Oh, Holy crap. We want to try to like stop this thing. And the world like just doesn't know how to respond to that because mm-hmm. we are so constantly at just this, like, like shooting, constantly moving, shooting pace forward. Yeah. That the concept of stopping is like, I mean, think about it. like people are like, how could I stop working? How could I stop doing this? How could I stop? And there's that. And then there's also the implication of being like, don't go to these big gatherings and all these things is like, it'll spread and you'll go crazy. And that had such a far reaching implication of being like, don't go to these huge community gatherings. And then you're like, well, literally so many people's work and all this depends on that type of thing. So it's also bringing down this part of the economy that's separate of like the, the global issue of like Mm -hmm. China and all this, but it's like now all these big, huge festivals have stopped. Like the hospitality industry is getting really hit. And now like me and, doing entertainment like tickets for shows like bologna that's coming up like people it's been it's like a difficult sell people are just like not buying things and so we're hoping that you know people will still want to come out you'll be going stir crazy and also like you're pretty much safe but it's this crazy thing that is just affecting economic viability in this way and also the world just doesn't know how to deal with that because we, we are just so constantly just going mm-hmm. that like the concept of stopping you're like how could i stop like how could i like how could the world even exist if it just stop if it just had to slow it down just slow down it's been at this breakneck speed yeah i like don't it, it's it's i don't have that much more to say on it except for what you just said it is it's just wild and also just the the um really ignorant racism that's come out of it with people in wearing masks and just how cruel and dumb people can be because it's to to the Asian American population to the Asian American population with wearing masks I remember the first time I ever noticed as a child somebody wearing it and I asked mom I think I was getting my nails done and the woman who's doing my nails was wearing it and I was confused and mom was like well, I think it's just a hygiene thing. You know, I don't think she really knew anything. She goes, I think she goes, she might not be feeling well or maybe she doesn't want to get sick. And I was like, oh, okay. And also in nail salons, it's to help You're, with the chemicals that you're exposed that, to see all that, day. The, yes, makes so much sense, right? Like I, I just hi, didn't... They're highly toxic I'm just not, environments. You know, you don't see it. And I just remember being like, that. I was like, I wonder why. Because I thought I was like, mm-hmm. you see that in the doctor's office. And then somebody, a young woman, we're family friends with, Maya, I don't know if you saw her stat. If your friend mm-hmm. was on Facebook, she wrote a, like a great status about it because she's Japanese and you know she grew up in Japan. And she talks about she goes, it is just a, a respect for people's personal space as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, she wrote it. It was so beautiful. And I was like, that's so, that, I was like, that is that's so um, 
doing that going into a public setting if you're just not if you're feeling the slightest bit poorly right mm-hmm. you're just being respectful of other of sharing public spaces but yeah. you just realize people are not people are always just constantly well, on top of you mm-hmm. and it's it is it's just it i'm you i'm not a germaphobe i'm really yeah. not yeah i probably i don't always like you know at, before every meal wash my hands yeah, yeah. i'm getting better into that habit i just don't always think about it i know some people are very like they come home and they like wash totally. their hands immediately um but i was like yeah just just hearing that people are bullying kids that poor guy who got like knocked off of his bike by a bully. Oh, I didn't hear because, about that. Yeah, oh, it was it was like a 16-year-old kid got like shoved off of his bike as he was walking by because he was wearing the mask and then they were just yelling racial slurs at him oh of ha- about having coronavirus and it's just it's awful. I just want to be like raise your kids better. Stop being so ignorant. It's just not spreading germs. It's Well, I know that's the thing that it has like far-reaching implications in terms of being like a it it's one of those things where it's like it's not a deadly it, it's not really like SARS or MERS. It's not like these crazy ones that have really high death rates, like thirty yeah. percent, you know. It's like a low right now, it's a two percent and it's just gonna go down because they're gonna find out more people have had it and then that so many people are just dormant or it's like a mild cold for them or that they don't have symptoms at all. Yeah. You know, and so I, I really think like the panic around it, you just watch how quickly people are like, Well, then they quickly turn into racial things about um, Turning it on a, to a, a it's group. A, it's from China, and then B, Americans can barely differentiate any Asian person, so they're being racist to all Asian people. Yes, and awful garbage human beings. And so you're just watching this like response to this thing because people feel powerless, and so because they feel powerless because it's a disease, and you're just like, oh gosh, it's already di- anything, difficult yeah. enough. And since they feel like they can't do anything, so then you turn to blaming someone because mm-hmm. it makes you feel in control for a moment. Right. So. That and like that's something that I would love to see more from. That's the problem with like this Trump administration and all this. Instead of there being a response federally and on the levels of being like, you need to recognize that like this is not the way we respond to this. Like this, like we need to take care of each other and like respect mm-hmm. each other. It's like right now we live in a climate that that it's encouraged. You know that yes. we already have people who get bullied and stuff. So that's really discouraging and so unfortunate to hear that it's happening. And um, so. You know, a, a if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're not, but don't be an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> and just like take care of yourself and recognize that it's like we're literally all gonna be fine. And you know, if you have friends that are doing events, go support those events because right now a lot of uh, people are hurting economically. There was actually this great letter that was I just signed that was going around from a doctor in the Bay Area because both San Francisco and Oakland. Maryland and Breed and San Francisco and Mayor Libby Schaaf in Oakland put out the statements about missing non like non-essential large gatherings. And so the doctor was like, I really appreciate you wanting to reduce the spread of this as like a healthcare professional. That's really great. But also I want you to recognize that that puts so many people in danger in like our really expensive cities. So a lot of artists and people who live kind of close to the edge like was like I want would love for you to put like a rent moratorium on like owing rent or back pay or like you know people getting evicted it was like for evictions if people are like close to getting evicted like that you can't get evicted during this time because 
like like for yeah, your job for like right it's like you suddenly have no two weeks of pay and like you're pretty close and so it's like yeah if you don't have a huge safety net which a lot of people can't and the and how it's so expensive out here you know it's like asking for sympathy in that way and that's the problem is that oh, that's really the great. response from the government is in this way of just just so so focused on this of being like don't spread it we can't have all this mass panic but then not thinking of the implications of like the the racial the class um economics like the the intersectionality of all of that like this affects all of it and so you need to come from an intersectional lens thinking about racial justice and social justice and like how that ties up into public health and like taking care of the citizens of your like your land yeah yeah it's wild that's great when did that letter go out I saw it yesterday on my way back from rehearsal. It was just a, a, a Google Doc being shared. letter, yeah, being shared around. I That's saw it on awesome. Facebook, and yeah, I meant to share it with all of our friends, the faggots. So, yeah, it yeah, just I'd love to it, sign it. yeah, it was. It's very likely, unfortunately, not going to do anything. But it's the idea and the thought of getting momentum to like make a statement. Sometimes, absolutely, about being like think about this, and then if this can't be the solution, you need to be thinking of something to help these people because in this, you're putting a lot of people potentially out of work because you're helping to spread the don't go out type of thing so mm-hmm. yeah we're thinking about that for baloney tickets i know beaches crisis kind of effective for drag becomes her next week and i'm hoping that you know i'm a little nervous with rocky horror starting next week i was like please don't catch coronavirus so that you suddenly have <laughs> it was starting these rehearsals so we'll see i think we'll all be fine but yeah just wash your hands take care of yourself yeah avoid any uh, unnecessary making out with strangers you know you could just yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can get behind that. Who do you? No, no. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, so we're gonna be diving into RuPaul's Drag Race season twelve. And I have to say, I'm really excited. Oh, it's about a great this season so far. Season, but we, I think, before we get into it, we gotta yeah. just like talk about you know the elephant room, the sherry pie in the room of it all. It's just um a wild, wild wild situation uh, situation um and if you don't know uh, which i feel like most people would but in case you haven't heard the news um one of the contestants on rupaul's drag race sherry pie uh, has been disqualified this season Mm -hmm. um after they've already filmed the whole thing except for the finale which is how the whole show runs they block up a few weeks they uh film the whole thing it's a secret who's in the show and then once we know who the top queens are they have the live finale they compete, they film all the endings with everyone winning, so you don't know who wins until they premiere which ending it is, who's gotten the most support and votes and has been decided as the next winner. And so Sherry Pie has competed this entire season, gets very, very far. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I think, I've, I mean, I've heard that she's top four. I don't know if it's confirmed that she's top four because all um, World of Wonder says she will not compete. She was not invited to the live finale ending which all of the girls are because even if you're not in the top four there's the whole entrance and there's usually some interviews and a little bit of a, a re- they do a little they re- do usually do an opening performance right you know and then they're there for the crowning of the competition right but it is uh but i think she does get very very far she's very very talented mm-hmm. and so uh she's been disqualified because uh right after the show premiered uh there was a facebook post by this actor who talked about these instances of it's it's abuse sexual abuse and uh predation but 
it was all through the guise of uh, a casting director looking for some, like for an audition for a show called Bulk, which is about a guy who's obsessed with his body and taking steroids. And then so was asking for audition videos um, that were involving sexual acts and degrading things and different scripts and uh, all things that were clearly now having revealed it all and having get having this all come to light were just uh, a way to gather videos for the power the power dynamic is kind of probably come into it and manipulating these boys and also getting off on fetishes you know getting these people to do these things for free and all of that and so and just uh, under false pretenses totally false pretenses pretenses and uh lying and and manipulating people the young male actors who you know are looking for their break looking for a chance or taking advantage of people who genuinely thought this was an opportunity so there's a lot of it was very disgusting shitty behavior um that resulted in a lot of um you know trauma for and so far like queerty just released an article earlier today that is the interviews the nine nine men because I heard it was six. I and heard now it was five. Yeah, so well, it seems to have really it's you know there, but it's yeah, it's been it's widespread, and so right now that's kind of the whole thing. And uh, if you haven't seen what Jerry Pye looks like, you know she's a big bigger queen, um, big boy. I wouldn't call him like traditionally handsome. So I feel like there's also this. I've been curious because obviously there are so many implications in uh, what this what this means for um the show and like her as a contestant like people have been talking about how ever since it premiered because it was a split premiere between episode one and episode two so normally they've been doing uh all like 12 13 queens at the same time and then Mm -hmm. but season six and the season they split it into meeting seven queens and six queens and so sherry pie didn't appear until the second episode but even before... And this all came out last Thursday, the Thursday after the first premiere. So it was like Sherry Pie hadn't even... Her episode hadn't even happened. So this, sh- this shoe kind of dropped so suddenly and so quickly. So quickly. Turned. And so it's, you know, it's kind and of like a... First episode was like just a huge hit. hit. It, it huge was, success. It, so. it made me so excited for the next episode. It made a lot of people probably really excited for the next mm-hmm. episode after I feel like people were you know, disappointed slightly, I think, in the... The show oh, has been feeling... Yeah, stale mm-hmm. and going in a certain direction that I know fa- true fans, like kind of from the beginning, such as yourself, have not necessarily enjoyed, but you kind of understand it as it grows in popularity and gets sure. more mainstream. But, you know, you we were not thrilled with last season. It was just a little bit of a letdown. And yep. I, I wasn't even sure I was going to go into like watching this season. Yeah, and absolutely. ended up watching with two of my good friends last weekend and was just... So yeah, the first episode is so joyous again. So joyous. Yeah, it's nice that you get to meet the seven queens. You really get more of a relationship with that. Yeah, and then it was Nicki Minaj was the first guest. She was a phenomenal guest. The stakes are really high. They do a lot of things in the first episode. You meet them. It's so so good. And even the second episode, also a really really good episode. There's drama. There's blah blah blah. There's a lot of just things going on. Yeah, and uh, now there's this whole thing of watching the show and just being like wow there's someone who's an abuser who is being featured in this way and the show is clearly going to be like she gets a lot of airtime yeah uh you know has funny things to say is mm-hmm. a funny queen and even in the show it just goes to show like our dynamic and complex natures like 
she is not like a bully or a mean person like on the show you know seemingly like is um nice to other queens and trying to like seems supportive seems supportive and up. Build, build up and i'm sure i'm sure we'll see that journey and i'm sure some other demons will come out and we'll yeah. see that journey in this show and so it's unfortunate because you're now the entire time of watching someone go through this journey you're like wow and then you you know this thing about them and well, and, and like, yeah, so it feels like they, they say like they say they're they keep they're keeping the show running mm-hmm. because of all the hard work of all the other queens. Yeah, Obviously, this whole thing is a huge money thing for VH1. They've spent all this money on this season. They've got these special guest judges. Yeah. You know, and people aren't just going to come back and refilm for free. So the economics of it. I'm sure VH1 was like, we really don't want to have to redo that, you know? Yeah. And then to try to get all those queens back and then to have to recompete after the way it turned, then it was like, then you'll never have the same thing. So people who made it to the top before won't necessarily make it to the top. So those opportunities suddenly get taken from all those people. But then it feels like, should you be airing a show that has like a predator on it in which the narrative it probably plays very positively for them, you know, has been edited in a way that spins them in this one light, but people are aware of it. So apparently, you know, it's been happening at these sh- shows where, you know, she's like, she comes on the screen and people are watching it and they, they're booing her every time she's on the screen. And that also makes me feel some kind of way too, in which like, I want to recognize that like what she's done is horrible and uh, such I mean, I don't like I. People, it's not black and white. It's, it's not com- black. It's complicated. It's complicated, and it's, complicated. it's one of these things where it's like I, I'm tempted to say like I, I don't want to say it's unforgivable because I really think anything is forgivable because it's not up to me to decide whether or not yeah. I, I forgive Sherry Pie. It doesn't. Part of me feels like this way, is that yes, we can be disgusted with that behavior and we should call it out and we should call attention to it. But yeah. there, then there feels like there's this backlash of being like we have to show that this is like this awful human being and like this you are disgusting and you are like, there's such a desire to to shout it so loudly. And I have such a, like my natural feeling is always like we are, we are deep multifaceted persons. And this as I think comes from a real place of like trauma and hurt for whatever Sherry high is. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not trying to excuse the behavior. The behavior is, is inexcusable is, is in this way of just being like, this was obviously not the right way to deal with this. Like whatever Mm -hmm. you were going through, but I, I, I fear this such strong reaction of like you could really mentally break someone from the public. It's it's the bullying back of disgusting behaviors and like it. Monica Lewinsky, who who did nothing wrong in all of her yeah. stuff, got so brutalized by the media like the years and years she shut down and she didn't even do anything wrong. You no. know what I mean? And how we treated her. And so someone's done something wrong. Sometimes we want to shout so loudly these days. And part of it is because we felt people have felt powerless for so long. And so you see this reaction, like I I don't want to deny people's right to be angry at Mm -hmm. this thing, but I also just feel so sensitive around like really like tearing a person apart when you're like, there's someone hopefully redeemable underneath all of this. And this is like such a powerful teaching moment. Mm -hmm. And so I hope Right now, it's a really fresh wound, and yeah. so people are going to feel the way they're going to feel, and it's just going to be what it is. And so I'm not trying to say, like, don't feel your feelings. I just have this 
I, I just get, I have empathy for Sherry Pie, Joey, in this way of like, obviously you need to make amends. Obviously you need to do the right thing. Obviously what VH1 is, did was right. Like you don't deserve the accolades of this show because no. you did something horrendous. Mm-hmm. But I hope at the end of the day we can get back to you becoming something that is of value to society through this journey you go through. And so as someone, like, I think that's like what the gift of like, I'm not the person who was victimized here. So that's not my job is to to do that. You know, it's like to leave it to the people who suffered the abuse of course, to kind of decide through that. So that's, I think that's the thing I, I feel shifty about is sometimes the feeling of like how we can all jump into someone else's thing Mm -hmm. but we also want to show support for those people so we feel like showing support for those people is by attacking the person who did the wrong yeah but i just want to come to those people and be like what is it that you need yeah how can we can we instead turn it to supporting those who have been traumatized and yeah it's less about maybe completely tearing down sherry and instead building the others up in a way because I don't want but yeah no it's just it's not that simple and when you and you kind of have to wonder is it because this it's obviously because this person is in a state of now being like a public figure household name Mm -hmm. and stuff um but you just have to wonder there are so many other celebrities that have had oh yeah uh, that have done egregious things yeah and not that they've been forgiven necessarily, but it's sort of been wiped under the rug in a sense. Yeah. And it's just like not talked about. So I feel like it's also really hard in the, the world of being famous because you wonder why some people are so like attack, 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 attack against. And then there are others that seem, you to, know, get a pass. seem to get a pass. Yeah. And, and again, it's like you said, it's not too those people's trauma are very real. Like I was just talking about trauma on, you know, my own stuff earlier. So like, and I would never want someone to like take that away from me, but it is, it's like, is there a way that we can, instead of aggressively trying to, trying to tear somebody down, Mm -hmm. can we acknowledge the wrongdoing and then just turn it into, okay, how do we find a solution? How do we promote healing? How do we promote? I like that. How do we promote healing for for these victims and you know maybe come to a conclusion or a reason as to yeah what is sherry's trauma with this what did what did she do and how can she really grow and acknowledge what they did and then the other hard part that i struggle with is the public apology which obviously you know had to be made Mm -hmm. but then you wonder would this have ever come out for you had you not like well uh, yeah i don't think so it's like she wasn't going to admit to it just on her own unless these you know things came out so there's also this power in now that we live in this time and culture where people believe victims i think a lot Mm -hmm. more and obviously it's like with this in the investigative journalism that's gone into these um these 
accusations, you know, there, there's a long line in history of abuse. So abusers aren't generally going to speak out and say like, Hey, I did this thing. Come forgive me. So it had to come to light somehow. And because of the nature of the hiding, but I also can't imagine if you did something like, I, I mean, I don't know how she felt about it yeah. or he felt about it until he got called out. Like maybe he has a lot of shame about doing it, but has an addiction to it or like, yeah. you know, it, it's one of these things where it's like the abuse is never the right response to the trauma that someone has experienced. Right. But oh, so yeah. often people who perpetrate abuse have experienced abuse or been traumatized in some ways. And Absolutely. one of the things that's really hard for me to ignore in the Sherry Pie debacle is the way that they look as a male and how uh, gay and homosexual society treats fat people and Mm -hmm. um, larger men are not as attractive men. And this, you know, uh, how she perpetrated against these people is not correct. But I'm curious as to like, as her experiences of going through that, like what that can do to a person to then make Mm -hmm. them act out in this way and trying to grab power for themselves absolutely, and to feel something you know and so there's this like it's so complicated because i just you you don't want that to happen to anyone to have to Mm -hmm. go through abuse but you also like i just i'm such a stickler for like believing that people can change if you give them a chance and talk through it and so like i was saying it's really fresh right now so i don't expect anyone to everyone to come to this or agree with me because I'm, i'm not trying to tell people how to feel this is just something that like i've been going through like can i watch this show how can I watch the show with this person yes. in it? And I think that's going to be an interesting collective conversation that we have, it's particularly as queer people. Like this is like a, there's not really a lot of precedent for something like this happening in, mm-hmm. I think, shows priorly in reality yeah. television. And I'm sure there have been people who have been on these types of shows who have done horrible things that it's gone unnoticed and um, before we could figure it out. So this is like a whole new precedent and something wild for the show. Uh, and for the fans and, and I feel like probably for the queer community yeah absolutely like this is but it, it it's something that is it's a little bit hopefully it will start a conversation around um, uh, how we relate to each other as queers with touching and consent and space because this is also something that comes up a little bit with drag performances or a men feeling like their bodies are violated at times where they're like, well, I didn't really want to be grabbed or swatted or pat. And that can kind of sometimes, you know, drag queens can get away with that sometimes because of like the, the dynamic of them. And sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes someone touches me somewhere and I don't mind because we're being playful and that's okay. But there are times yes. where it's like, I've, you know, I, I've been like grabbed or touched in a way where I'm like, oh, that was sleazy or that just like, didn't yeah. make me feel good. And that yeah. was not consensual. And do I have the power to speak up? about it feeling like oh you should just relax oh you should just this like you know it's that victim blaming and mm-hmm. also the power of like i have the autonomy of my own body and so that's a discussion like this hopefully will open a discussion for the queer community and being like how do we show up for one another and make sure we're respecting each other's bodies and like that like we are taking care of each other and not traumatizing each other further yeah and it's just that yeah it's the um it's just the question it's the matter of checking in with people and it's it shouldn't be that hard but yeah it's a good conversation to come up and as you're when you're out with people it's saying are you okay if i hug you is it you know just those those little moments of just asking and Mm -hmm. and it's good as we're having the conversation it's coming up more 
people get more comfortable and more upfront about asking it, bringing mm -hmm. it up right away. It's just, it's so important, yeah, to have that respect for one another. But it's, it's going to be a challenge this season because I found myself in so many times in the moment of watching last night where I enjoyed the things that Sherry did. And I, and so the type it was, of queen she is. She's a full, it, true camp queen, which yeah. I love and Same. I adore. And she had great fashion sense. She looked beautiful. You know, she got um, runner up. She got second place in her episode and top two, you know, show that she was going to be some kind of fierce competition, had a lot to offer. Yeah. And so it's also this interesting dynamic in like what we face in society and people who are predators and great artists um, that we've, you know, often found Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, Woody Allen, you know, like Bill Cosby, Johnny Depp. Yeah. We have these people who bring us joy and elation in the art we watch. And then yet there's this, uh, harmful side underneath and so by supporting the people we feel like we're supporting the predation of others and it can be complicated you know michael jackson and but then loving like a michael jackson song and the way it makes you feel and like how do you relate to that I how mean, do you separate the two can the art be separated from the artist yeah exactly and can you still find joy in what they're offering because yeah they're just you know i feel like does everything become tied to the abuse yeah to the abuse and do you and then yeah it's like so to say that you know for all the people that they're going to be booing at cherry pie just to think about that it's like think about the next time you want to watch rosemary's baby or you know mm -hmm. you know just you know any of those things because i've had to think about it so many times when i love a movie by woody allen yeah. and then i go oh Ew. Okay. I and I don't want to support it and I don't want to love it. I don't want to love that imagination mm -hmm. that they have. And I, and last night I, when I was like, Oh, I don't want to focus on what this person did because not only is it taking me, it's, it's taking me away from the other Queens too. Yeah. Like so many times they were just, it would pop into my head and it is, it's a, it's a hard conversation. It's, it's not black and white. It's, it's just it's not and I and I respect people who take a very, very strong stance on it. And I think you and I are just in that wavering of yeah, and I, but I love how you said it earlier, promote healing. Yeah. How can we promote healing? How can we support the victims, anybody who has just ever felt that they had their voice taken away and were tricked and manipulated in that way, because that's awful. And I feel so awful for those young men in such a an industry that's already so grueling and so taxing and so mm -hmm. can be so debilitating to your mental health yeah. when you're constantly putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. So what can we do? Yeah. To promote, promote healing. Yes. I think for, I think we've covered that topic, you know, yeah, thoroughly enough. enough. Yeah. And I think that's good. So if you have any thoughts on, you know, how the whole cherry pie is affecting you or like going through that, like I'd love to hear that because yeah, it's such an, it, like it's been just an interesting dialogue to see how people are posting about it. So please share your thoughts with us. But I do want to focus on not just that because yes. there are, you know, 12 other phenomenal ah! queens who have really brought their game for this season. I'm and so in love. Well, and so it's making me wonder how much more how much of the show like it, like for the past few seasons like this has been something that's been happening i think since season nine mm -hmm. in particular is that it has felt like in the beginning there are just so many queens like you don't get to really like the, the show doesn't really take off until 
top seven, yeah. top eight. That's where mm-hmm. the, the magic happens because it's just the right amount. It's yes. just the right amount for a challenge. It's just the right amount for like the runways. They get High more energy. camera time. Yeah. You just kind of, the dynamic is fresher. Yeah. And that's sometimes when all of a sudden you're like, ooh, like Sasha Valor season. Like Sasha Valor didn't turn up until later. Like it just wasn't like reading, but it could have just not been her. It could have just been, there, there are so many people to give airtime to. Yes. She just didn't seem as as big a personality as she was as, as she, she is as she is when in those like quick interviews and then it was it was like she was getting lost and then it was snatch game all that turned up in this way where you were like oh my gosh wow who is this person i've been sleeping on where did this come where yes. did this come from where did this come from and i think that might be it's interesting to see like oh is that how it is like even uk which i think was only 10 queens um, I think it was a shorter season and I think that probably gave a little bit more. You're like, oh, a few less to have to, you know, yell and shout for. And so it's been interesting because these two premieres were so phenomenal. I mean, the first Queens to do a rap challenge in front of Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj was an amazing guest imagine. judge. I know how terrifying that must be. Terrifying. And it also felt like a little, um, you compare episode one and episode two. Mm-hmm. The rap challenge in front of Nicki Minaj, who's like a legendary female rapper. Like the stakes feel a lot higher versus the second one where they were doing a Fosse challenge where they had to essentially rap to like they were allowed to just not have to sing like a melody. They just had to give themselves an introduction in the a middle of the speak songy. Yeah, kind speak of songy kind of introduction. Dialogue, yeah. And it was in front of Tandy Newton and Robin, which I mean, Robin, huge celebrity, but not as huge as Nicki Minaj and Tandy Newton fabulous she also gave fabulous critiques was a really good judge mm-hmm. but Fosse for robin and tandy newton is not the same as like rap for Nicki minaj yeah, so like no, the stakes are just yes. different mm-hmm. you know like it creates a different environment and so now you have these two episodes where queens have bonded in either a pair it's the top seven or the top six because no one went yep. home these first two episodes mm-hmm. not, like sorry to spoil it to you but that anyway it's already been out we'll so. put a spoilers alert <laughs> yeah i guess in the in the thing <laughs> yeah um and it's just one of those, like it, we got to know the queen so much better every episode. So it already feels like I'm invested in the plot line more of being like, Oh, how are these? T-? And now it started a dynamic of like, well, how are these two groups going to come together? Cause the end of episode two is the, the ep- episode one queens waiting in the workroom when they come back from their, you know, final lip sync and judging, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and the response when they see the second group is meh. Yeah. And so even they're probably doing that as a joke, but also that's going to, you know, some Queens are going to take that personally after they just went through this huge grueling day and now to go mm-hmm. back and then have these Queens who have had time to freshen up and look really fierce and imposing. Mm-hmm. So they're like meh. And so they're already, they're already trying to promote this dynamic of being like team one versus team two. Mm-hmm. How will that bond the Queens and like, what will it do? And so now you've already had like within the first, episodes you already have within the third episode you already have two winners and no one's gone home Mm -hmm. and honestly like of both shows like there were weaker queens yes but not as weak not like as as you expected mm -hmm. and i feel like i mean aiden jane said that in their night and she was the spooky queen from the second episode and she from her interviews in the beginning, I would have been like, this girl's going home first. Like yeah, I would have been same. like, she's, she's done. She's like a little then, bit, it was like kind of like the self saboteur in a way too. Yeah. She she's seemed, like, Ooh. she seemed like she wasn't confident. She seemed, there was a lot of like, I've seen this type before and mm-hmm. this gets swallowed up. But I feel like then she went out and performed and she was killer at performance. Her looks were amazing. Mm-hmm. They loved 
her. And I did too. I was Goop like, wow, those you those eyebrows and that eyeshadow that she does. She has a very different look. It yep. really worked. She really sold it. And then had said when she was in the uh, uh, Untucked, she mm-hmm. was like, you know, normally I'm watching the show and every time you can be like, those girls are going to go home first. You can tell right yes. away. And she's like, in this one, she's like, honestly, I can't tell. And I can't tell that's because I'm at the show and that's how I feel or just because of how it was. And it was true. It was like there. I mean, there probably were one or two where you're like, I guess they'd be the bottom, but it was really strong. Because they, ha- they had to just at that point be nitpicky and that's what we thought from the first episode we were like wow they're really gonna have to because everybody's like critiques were just strong and even when they didn't like one little thing and you're like wow they're really gonna like and now what's nice is they all get to go in having had one episode under their belts now mm-hmm. they get to go into the competition yes having experienced the runway having mm-hmm. experienced the level of nitpicky mm-hmm. versus being like oh well I just made it through. I was safe in the first. I was safe. There's no, bu- there's no panic coming from other people being like, I was in the bottom. So now I have to prove myself. Everyone's And in when a you're way. safe, you don't get any critiques at all. Yes. And so everyone I feel like here got, um, everyone got feedback mm-hmm. on how they did because it was small. So it's like everyone's getting feedback. Everyone's getting the news. So it's like you already are going with like a leg up of being like, I am a little more connected to the judges. I am a little more in on how this process works mm-hmm. and so i think it will just mi- naturally make the stakes higher yes so it's it's gonna be a good season like you can tell it's exciting who do you who do you like so far okay who do i like so far i have um the list up i am gonna say surprisingly who i'm i'm really about uh gg good yeah oh Not my someone god i would have guessed from yes, the beginning from that the i would have been into same but really um turned it out in terms of like what like of just being like yes i love a pretty queen who then has a bizarre sense of humor like you can tell she's a little kooky underneath so funny and she's got a funny she also she has one of those faces that she looks like a model mm-hmm. because she's kind of like really he's very striking but like weird looking very angular yeah. yeah angular and then he has huge gums mm-hmm. um i really loved like you said i would jackie cox uh. she's that type of i mean ev- everyone was saying like who's your biggest competition and then like jackie like people kept listing jackie because she's so smart and you can tell she is like she has an air of She's not as uh, she's not the wit of Bianca Del Rio in that way, but she has that kind of just like she's a smart queen. Like she gets it. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell she'll like understand challenges. Like just kind of knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like you get that sense from her, yes. right? Like she kind of is just like I'm smart. I'll figure it out, and like I will deliver Agreed. the thing. You know, she loves it, and so you're yeah. like I feel like she'll go really far. Um, God, she's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I, they all are. They're actually, I mean, the level is so, so good. Stunning. I mean, I really loved <laughs> um, Jan, who... Just Jan. Just Jan. Just Jan. She who, looks just like a girl I went to high uh, to college with Chelsea. Looks, I'm just, just like, I was looks floored. Like a, she just looks like a girl. Yeah. Like, she just has that, like, I look like a girl blonde, right. like, kind of thing. I have to pull... I'm going to, like, show you Chelsea because I, it's insane. I like her because she's so crazy positive it's like not like kind of like i'm kooky um a little and it's a little intense and like yeah. it'll be interesting to see when her vulnerability cracks and she has her moment of crying which she will whenever someone's like that you're like i'm waiting for your moment of ooh. yeah um i really like uh i really really like crystal method um because she, she's the one with the big lips yes who did like the he um she um Crystal meth. Uh, was it like the kind of devil? All yes, the sick? devil look. Yeah, yeah. Love. Very costumey, but very like, costumey. But like amazing face painting, and you know she's like a she has a mullet it, as a boy, and I was like, yes, I know you're a weird little queer type. Yes. And then I have to say, like Rockham Sakura, our San Francisco queen, yeah. first oh one God. since Honey Mahogany. 
really oh my god yeah yes like the nose um, and the hair <laughs> uh really showed up for san francisco in yes a beautiful shout way. out and she kept you know she was having this really emotional moment of being like letting down san francisco because <laughs> and like and the other queens were like you're not about your city you're not about this thing and i was like no you can't understand that as someone who's not from san francisco that as a city that is considered like a queer center and like mm-hmm. uh, we've been like the queer iconic city of America mm-hmm. s- since there have been any like we are it you know like there's New York and there's us but like we are the place that like people escape to yeah. you know in this way like Harvey Milk and, and queer rights and you think of like the the um, sexual revolution like everything yes. happened in San Francisco is this bastion of like it always has been like yes. the West escapism like we've always had it and so we're like this queer epicenter and like drag comes from here we've had the coquettes and we've always been so anti-culture and establishment and that's kind of what drag is about and then we've only had one fucking queen come from our city like we are a major city in this country and like tons of queen from chicago millions of queen every season from new york queen like one queen from fucking indianapolis like we get them from like the small towns in the south Mm -hmm. and stuff and then it's like where are the west coast queens like so rare for like like we've had Jinx Monsoon and Ben Delacrum from Seattle. Like mm-hmm. there are always a bunch of LA Queens, but like where is like our Northwest side yeah. and like where that grungier kind of like not shaven drag and yeah. alternative. And so it doesn't fit as well on the, on the on RuPaul's idea of what drag is. And like, I mean, we just had an article last year. Yeah. I can come out in the Chronicle that was about where, like, why can't we have more Queens on RuPaul's drag race? It's become this yeah. huge phenomenon and it feels like this, I think as it's ascended into such culture as like a th- like a big part of queer culture as it's become mainstream and San Francisco, it feels a little bit like, well, why aren't we part of that as much? Right. Like our representation in that. Like we should yeah. have hometown queens to root for, you know, yeah. who do phenomenal work here. Yes. So Rockham Sakura, I totally empathize for you. Like San Francisco, like we feel for you. I love and we, But also like you're not responsible for San Francisco. No, 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 right? no. And we're proud of you no matter what, no matter how and far you And also her work. personality on the show is so fun. So fun. I just, I love her very light trolling. I love her oh my God, silliness. Her sense of humor. Yeah, her sense of humor is just, her kookiness is right up my alley. It's so delightful. It's also, I feel like, a smart humor. And it's very smart. It's very smart. And just a, a lovely personality too. Vulnerable kooky immediately so emotional so emotional and so vulnerable so san francisco like in the talking about feelings and trauma like and yeah the way it triggered and i was just like yes use that language yeah it's like all the words of knowing like i was just thinking about like for myself once i moved to san francisco this was the stuff that i learned and i would go back and say and my friends would be like what the fuck and i'd be like yeah this is what you learn this is the this is how you should be and all and all of like the laughing and the sensitivity like i was laughing at it because i was like was wow your representation real. is actually so san francisco yep. in this way of being like wow you really like are like just in the the jokes and the trolling like the queens i know here like always the sense of humor is like this little bit of trolling each other yeah in like there was one moment i can't remember where um oh 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 rock sakura they were like well have you ever seen Chicago and he was like I've been there <laughs> like because he said I was going to do something like Chicago and then like the person was like have you seen it like the show and like Rock'em Sakura kept giving like fake answers being like no like and freaking the person out and then they're like yeah I've seen Chicago <laughs> I was like yeah like and you don't see that type of humor on the show very much like it's no. not the way 
a lot of them relate, but I was like, but that is the way San Francisco, yes. like A, how us queers in San Francisco, like the group we know and that I know at large, like that's how we respond a lot of the time. Like it is that kind of trolling. Like yeah. that, and it's funny to like see the city's sense of humor now on the show. Like mm-hmm. it's just like such, it's like, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I loved the fart joke. Oh my God, I know. And they were reading her about her fart joke and I was like, why do you, it, sometimes this is the thing about that show that's so weird. It's like, oh, you went into a fart joke right away. I was like, well, Hey, not that many people make fart jokes on the show. And also it came out of like, she fucking read herself for wearing a ton of white eyeliner because she creates an emotional wall that people can't get access to while she pretended to cry on someone and then made a fart joke. Like that is high class and low class all in one. And like that to me is like, that's brilliant. And you just wonder, you're like, would it have been any different if they had made like a cum joke? You know, it's just like, why are those like acceptable? And like, why is like a sex joke? Okay. But like, Yes. A different kind of body. Flu- you know, like, if someone mentioned that they were like sucking all the dick, they yeah, wouldn't have said anything. They wouldn't they have said anything if yeah. you made it like a, and then you wouldn't do about that. It's but a little bit like potty humor. And you're like, well, sex humor is also and then potty he literally, humor. Ross Matthews had literally just made the cis joke after that. Like, I know it's like that double standard. And it's, yeah. that's the thing. I'm like RuPaul sometimes. It's like oh, this ideal of like femininity. You can't be gross. And then it's like, please. So anyway. Oh my God. I was so gooped just saying that I was so gooped for when Robin met the Queens afterwards, her comment when they were like, have you ever done drag? And how she responded to like, I guess it, when she was younger, dressing very femininely was, well, she, well, she said, yeah, yeah. was she, like drag to her. Cause she was like, well, she did. She said she did drag once and she did it as a very, as a very feminine, feminine woman. woman because she was such a tomboy. Yeah. And that I, was cause like, and now cause she's, but Robin is a good, like, She's quite feminine now, but right. kind of like she does have a very like masculine undertone. She has that kind of like double gendered, like she kind of, I think one of the reasons that we relate to her as a pop star so much is because she, she has such raw emotion, but because like her hair is a little quaff shorter and like her, she has like such a strength about her. Like mm-hmm. there is this kind of androgynous feel to her of Love just kind it. of like how she relates in the world and with her music. So that's why she speaks. She was such a cute judge. Oh, she was a great Loved judge it. too. She also had great things to say. Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. had the better things to say, but that's because Nicki Minaj was doing something that was her specialty too. Like she could offer yeah, she was really commenting on the rap and on the, the rap itself, which is something that they would never like, like they did a lot for the Fosse lyrics and being like, Oh, I really got the sense of this, but, but Nicki Minaj really commented and like commended them on some of the lyrics that were very clever. Where yeah, Nicki Minaj loved. was like, that's a really good rap lyric. And, the re- RuPaul and Michelle can't say what a really good rap lyric yeah. is because they're just going to be like, well, you got through it. You hit all the rhythms. You did all this. I, I remember s- this line. I, I got a sense it. of who you were from this, but it's like, Nicki Minaj can be like, no, that's a fucking clever rap. That was a smart rap that you rhymed Courtney with naughty because that you could go for a really obvious one. That was smart, you know? And yeah. like, that's not the type of comment or critique you would get from the judges normally. Yeah. And so really, great. yeah, that's when you're like, Nicki Minaj, you're a real fucking artist. Yeah. When it comes to what you want, who are you excited for? Is there anyone that I didn't mention or is there anyone who you're like, this is my person? You kind of said, I love, I mean, Jackie, Jackie and, um, and the, yeah, the same Gigi. Now I also really love, um, I also really love Widow. Mm-hmm. I, re- I love a big queen who dances. Like I was just so. She's going to be a huge challenge. This, I mean, she's going to be like a top and, competitor. And I, and I think she, her painting, I wasn't crazy about her last outfit um, for the, I guess for the rap, but I love her style. I was so gooped for her and her runway challenges. Oh my God. was just, I love, I love her paint was so gorgeous. I think she's a really fun personality. I like it because I think she's kind of tough, but she's not 
an overpowering tough, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's just really sassy and just, man, she can dance. I was so in love with that, that lip sync. It, it was really hard for me because I, I loved the funny and I loved the just going all out. I'm trying to think of anyone else. I did appreciate Widow's, like, I can tell she's going to be it like a fierce competitor yeah. and like and was a surprise in the fact that she had such good fashion that mm-hmm. was interesting and mm-hmm. I mean I mean she could I mean she pulled out like eight tricks for her first lip sync yeah like for the the victory lip sync so I was like that bitch is fierce yeah she can dance yeah she can entertain mm-hmm. she's gonna be big but I did get a sense of like from the very beginning I mean because she like in her lip sync I actually liked Gigi's more than hers but mm-hmm. she was pulling out all those tricks so you like couldn't not give it to her and yeah the energy she brought but I'm curious to see if she can do like a not just full out. Yeah, same. Like I want to be like, can I you build? Can you build? Can you go somewhere? Or are you just so like, my energy is big all the time, and like that's yes. all we can get from you. So that's just. I no, love, I thought it was a bit chaotic in her in it, which is why I even thought for a second I thought Gigi would win it yeah. because it was like so much because it was so much at some point. Because but I was just still so amazed of like how much they could do she just kept going though yeah. so that's kind of like, it was like through sheer just like holy shit that you were just like okay. because at that point they did think they were bottom right they didn't no, no, they, 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 they did they, they know the they, t- were they were the winners oh okay but i, I think remember. widow is just like you know it's in that way totally. it's like i'm not gonna lose on this first challenge oh like, yeah i'm bringing this because mm-hmm. i'm doing this Nicki minaj number for Nicki minaj yeah um yeah, I mean, I also really liked the winner of the other episode, Jada. She was really great. Yeah, she, I wasn't in love with her during the rehearsal process. Yeah. Um, I understood what she was saying, but it was kind of coming across in this way where it wasn't really offering help. Sure. It was really just criticizing. Yeah, which is always annoying. Which is just always a little annoying when you, like, you know, you're like, you I want it simple, I want but then it you're simple. like, well, what is simple? Like, why don't you show me? Yeah, show me simple or just be like, can you go through that last step and then say, can we, si- anything? Just yeah. like uh, when it's constantly, and then, you know, again, editing, you yeah. never know, but they're exactly. saying it, but stunning. Also, a, a fabulous mover. It was kind of funny when she was like, when it's not what you do. And I was like, girl, you seem like a dancer to me. She had that amazing twirl. Oh, she can, she's a person who can move and can dance. She just, or it's, it's, choreograph moment and i know people like that who's just like i can't do choreography because like they're they're not the free to move their own body in the way they have to so it is different and then i understand but that last wig oh my my final wig that swoop was unbelievable just not a hair out of place one of the best wigs i've seen on the show oh my gosh gorgeous and i also i mean and then i did end up after the performance i really liked aiden jane like i thought they really yes, came out in a way same. where i was like i'm really excited to see what you do same. and they kept saying that and i was mm-hmm. like i was like i think this narrative like they came across as i think if they had had the 12 or 13 queens she would have gotten swallowed up like there are queens yeah. you see like would have gotten swallowed up a little bit if they had been in that big room mm-hmm. but now with this she'll, it's a, it's just going to be an intense season of like who goes where yeah i'm really excited for them all to get together and i have a feeling do you have any predictions on like who will go because remember they also said like six queens for now so you had heard a, Will- a rumor that willem was coming back Where i heard you a hear rumor. that I'd have to ask Andy. I forget who she heard it from, but, but like yeah, that, that could be the rumor. So Willem might come back. Willem might come back. That would be fierce. But maybe it was also for All Stars. That could also be it. But we'll I'm see. But it did seem like they were going to bring someone back because of that, because they said six question mark. Where the other one was like seven, definitely. So yes. it feels like it's leaving room for, for someone an to entrance. Which yeah, you know, the show is just trying to like goop and goop and goop and goop and goop. 
And so that'll be interesting. I think if anyone goes home first, it will be Dahlia, who is Aja's daughter. Oh, Dahlia. She's really, really beautiful. Does she have all the tattoos? Yeah, all the tattoos. Okay, I see. Okay, so Dahlia, and for me... You think the French one, Nikki Doll? No, actually, I think... I feel like sometimes when it's a really, like, look queen, if she pulls out some stunning looks, they tend to be a little safer. Mm-hmm. I actually think um, Heidi in a crowd. Heidi might go home soon. Only because she does seem... And I hate to say because I hate the idea of always having to be polished. Yeah. But that is really big sometimes, I feel like, in their critiques. And le- and like, but she might learn from it. Like but maybe it's also the level. But it's it's one of those things where maybe it's not so unpolished if you see it on its own. But when you compare it next to the level of everyone around you, you have to suddenly be like, oh, some one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, because that and that was also the thing with Dolly is like Dolly was beautiful. But I was even a little like taken aback by the little amount on her face when her eye was so strong and then everything else just seemed um, yeah, yeah. not... I wasn't really not blended, but just very well, like light said, in comparison. Well, yeah, Michelle yeah. said you have to go big. Yeah. Like it was just a little bit like this look works. I think it was for especially what the fantasy she was selling with her gown. Yeah. The makeup wasn't then on the level of like, oh, it was a little bit like this would be a really pretty girl at the day wearing yes. her like, you know, like when she came in with her, she, like her banshee denim yes. all outfit look where you're mm-hmm. like, that look really works for that. But she needed a different style of high glamorous makeup to sell a high glamorous tool mm-hmm. gown. Exactly. And that, it just, the fantasy didn't get sold with that type of makeup. So it shows a little bit of a level of like, maybe I don't have the pairing down yet. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see like in the other seasons, it's hard to always tell like the people who pull ahead all of a sudden you're like, those are the people I'm rooting for. Right. Who you see are really talented because they have a great first episode. But this mm-hmm. one, it's kind of like you saw a lot of great people do a lot of great things. So, so it's tough. I have like, I know from like based off kind of like of like kooky personalities of who I really like, but yeah. not necessarily predictions of who might, because you know, you never know what could happen next week when people get thrown and have a really off week and just, yeah, I it only a, takes one really bad runway look or one really bad moment in an acting challenge. I have a fear for Rockham in the sense that because she has such a manga anime style about her and this very big full fantasy thing that they might be like, we see the same thing from you. Like yes. we've seen your anime manga look and now we want, w- now we want glam or now we want, and she might not have as much of that because that's mm-hmm. just like not, who she is as a queen. Yeah. So I'll be curious as to see what the variety is. And I, I just, have how a, they respond. I'll be curious to see how the judges respond. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a show and people just have to go home at some point, but I feel like all of these Queens are already off to a better role start than like in usually in two weeks, we'd have two Queens that we'll never see again or care about or care about their club tour. And already now, like yeah, there these are. Queens who have been touring will have had three weeks out on the road where they're all equally essentially on the mm-hmm. same footing of being in the show. Yeah. So, I mean, even I think it's a nice way to also build. I I think even if it became formulaic that they always did the two, it's, I wouldn't mind it. No, I wouldn't either. I kind of like it also in a sense of, yeah, like instead of, and again, it's like not, it's a competition. So it's like not necessarily tearing somebody down, but giving like just a little bit of a lift to everybody in this sense of going into it, which I think you said, it just lends a different energy Mm -hmm. of of positivity. Mm -hmm. And, I like kind of almost giving that second chance for people to just say, I have, I have something else to show, yeah. you know? So it's exciting. I really like this change. Maybe they'll do it again. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. 
Well, it's nice to be different. It's going to be a great season. So we're going to uh, keep, keep talking about it. Keep talking about it, bringing her back up, doing little check ins, I'm sure, every week. Yeah. But uh, thanks again for listening to us. Yeah. If you made it this far, we really appreciate you and all that you do for us by <laughs> listening, especially Canada. Thanks, Canada. Still on Canada. Always. Always and forever. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Know My Actual Sister is produced and edited by me, Ryan Patrick Welsh. And me, Sarah Catherine Welsh. Cover art created by the incredible Aurora Johnson. You can find her stuff for sale at clitorita.redbubble.com. And make sure to follow her on Instagram at clitorita. Speaking of Instagram, follow us at Know My Actual Sister and let us know what you think. Or send us an email to knowmyactualsister at gmail. Finally, if you're enjoying the pod, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.